Hello, and welcome to another chapter of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's episode is entitled, There's a Fake in Knowing that You're Hearing God's Voice. For well over a year now, I have been sharing with you what I believe God is speaking to my spirit concerning racism and bigotry in the church and body of Christ. However, this week, I would like to share something a little more personal. And although this is on a more personal level, it's still definitely something that I believe God is speaking to me to share with you, his sons and daughters. As a prophet, I must be sure that I'm hearing the voice of God with whatever I say, not only to the listeners of this podcast, but everywhere I go and open my mouth as a prophet. I must know that I'm hearing the voice of God, not only for my listeners, but for myself as well. I must hear his voice clearly and concisely in every instance and every decision. And that also includes my personal life. As I've said in past episodes, when I first started the podcast, I definitely felt repercussions. People who I loved and continue to love dearly, basically, as the saying goes, ghosted me. They stopped speaking or even responding to my postings on their Facebook pages. I've even had some, more than one or two, black and white, decline the podcast and ask me not to send it to them anymore, and I did as they asked. To say that finances were withdrawn is putting it lightly, but God had warned me from the beginning that that would happen. As I stated in last week's podcast, we must know when God is saying that seasons are changing or even ending. At that time, he let me know that some of the financial seasons that I had with others would end. When the podcast started, there were those who cut off their support for me and the ministry. But God also reminded me to trust him, and that's a season that never changes. At the start of this podcast, when I first started the podcast, in the introduction, there was a spot where I shared my Cash App address and PayPal information. God had me remove it because I needed to continue to trust him implicitly especially during this time in my life. As I have remained faithful to our Father in prayer with wholehearted obedience, as well as in tithing and giving, he has remained even more faithful to me in having others to step up and bless me and this ministry without me having to ask. What a faithful God we serve. However, although those times were personal, That's not what God is leading me to share this week. There's something else that has occurred within this season of my life and ministry that I believe God wants me to expound on just a little bit more publicly. I have made no secret of the fact that I no longer attend church services. For those that didn't know, let me make it clear again. No, I don't go to church on Sundays or Bible study. I don't pull up anything or anyone on Facebook or YouTube except for research. Yet, 
I have never stopped seeking our Father's face, studying his word, and remaining in his presence. In 2 Chronicles 13, the beginning of the 10th verse reads in the New International Version, As for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. To put that more personally, I will say, the Lord is my God, and I have not forsaken him. As ludicrous as it may sound to some, yes, I truly believe that I'm doing this, meaning not attending services, at the command of the Lord our God. If we truly studied and understood the word of God, one person not attending services would not be so upsetting specifically if that person holds a certain position or office in the body of Christ. We must understand that the life of a true prophet is not the same, nor should it be compared to the lives of pastors, evangelists, preachers, teachers, or even apostles. And it's definitely not the same as an average member of the church. This is not saying that the prophet is above or better. They're just different. It's entirely different as each of the lives of the above offices in the body of Christ is different. In Esther 4, Mordecai said to the queen, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Without a doubt, I know that God has placed me in this position, in this season, as a prophet for such a time as this. And believe me, the position, season, and office are not always comfortable. However, I realize through conversations and comments that have come to me, it makes me feel that perhaps some of the listeners might also be in places of discomfort. Therefore, please allow me to say something that might bring some semblance of peace to those who are struggling with the fact that I'm not attending Sunday services. The struggles and questions might be surrounding the matters of whether or not I'm still hearing the voice of God, or at the very least, if I'm out of his will. First, let me say that I didn't just stop going to church. I did inform my pastor of what I believe God had and has instructed me in this situation. I told my former pastor that I would not be returning and that if I were to continue to attend services, that I would be the biggest hypocrite of all. If nothing else, I will not be a hypocrite. Secondly, let me say that since I've dedicated my life to Christ, there is nothing that I do without seeking his face so that I will know that I am in his will. My relationship with my father is such that if I am out of his will, there will not be a peace in my spirit, man. The Holy Ghost will continually bring conviction to my spirit until I turn from whatever it is that's not right. Even after making many decisions, I never close my spirit to the Father so that I will always be able to hear him if I've possibly made a mistake. Next, 
After God had exposed the hearts and spirits of many of the people, not only in the church that I was attending, but in pastors and churches around this nation, I knew at that time I could not continue to be among such liars and hypocrites. However, more than that, the Holy Ghost spoke to my spirit man specifically directing me to come out from among them. My heart could not be pure before our Father while knowing and worshiping with so many white supremacists, bigots, and racists in the body of Christ. There was no way that I could worship, praise, fellowship, and even take communion with people who stood with groups like the Proud Boys, the KKK, and white nationalists, no matter how covert and private they tried to keep it. Our Father would not allow me to sit under a pastor and leadership who refused to confront and condemn such groups. Their silence then and now continues to give support to these organizations the same way Trump did with, with those infamous and divisive words when he said there were good people on both sides. And even with all of those feelings and emotions within me, I still would never have stopped attending services had I not known without a doubt that it's God's will for my life and ministry. But still, how can one say that God told them to stop going to church? As much as I've known that it's the word our Father has spoken to me, as I stated earlier, I still continue to pray to be sure that I wasn't mistaken or to hear if and when he might say to me to return to services. Rather than hearing the word or command to go back to church, instead, I received confirmation that I was not to return. Have you ever read a scripture and basically just glanced over it because it just didn't say anything to you at that time? Well, that's what had been happening with this particular verse for years until he gave it to me on Thursday morning of last week. In 1 Chronicles 26 and 29, in the Christian Standard Bible, it reads, From the Israelites, Kenaniah and his sons had duties outside the temple as officers and judges over Israel. That same verse in the NIV reads, from the Israelites, Kenaniah and his sons were assigned duties away from the temple as officials and judges over Israel. Let me assure you, this was not a scripture that I searched for, but one that God gave me through the leading of his Holy Ghost after seeking his face with much prayer. Let's listen clearly to what this verse is saying. These men weren't just assigned duties away from the temple, outside of the temple. Their duties were as officials and judges over Israel from the outside in. Samuel was a judge, but he was also a prophet. His assignment, his duty was to speak to Israel, the people of God, 
from an assigned position from outside of the temple or church, which obviously affected what went on inside of the temple or church. Listen to what the Matthew Henry commentary says about the, about the judges in that verse. It states that, and I quote, they managed the affairs of the country as well as ecclesiastical as civil, took care both of God's tithe and the king's taxes. They punished offenses committed immediately against God and his honor and those against the government and the public peace guarded both against idolatry and against injustice and took care to put the laws in execution against both. What this says to me is that the judges of those times didn't play around. They were strong and straightforward with what had to be done and said. These judges dealt with those who were priests, ministers, or whatever within the temple, as well as the kings, leaders, and the people of their times outside of the temple. We all know that Samuel and prophets like him spoke to the kings and leaderships of their wrongs, bringing the word of God with conviction and powerful persuasion. When the prophet said it wouldn't rain, it didn't. And when he said that God's wrath was coming, it did. He, along with judges, took strong stances when they saw Israel in their sin. They didn't keep quiet and they did not hold back. They didn't speak softly or soothingly, but oftentimes loudly with anger and a holy boldness. When Samuel was a boy, he remained at the temple until the Lord called him, but he didn't know how to respond to the voice of God. After Eli told Samuel how to answer, when the Lord called Samuel again, the boy answered God saying, speak for your servant is listening. We need to learn how to hear and listen to the voice of God. When we hear, we must learn to obey whatever he's saying and speak only what God would have us to speak. And as I said earlier, that's not always a comfortable position to be in. Samuel told Eli all that God spoke to him, which was punishment and God's wrath on Eli and his sons. However, afterwards, Samuel is never spoken of as far as being in the temple again. His assignments and duties were outside of the temple to bring conviction to the people who were going inside the temple. After the time of Judges ended, he remained a prophet to speak and declare over Israel, and as we read in God's word, to put it lightly, Samuel was not always a Mr. Nice Guy. When he spoke to Saul about him being rejected by God, there's nowhere in the word of God that says Samuel was nice, sweet, and gentle with it. Yet, he loved Saul so much that the Lord had to tell him to stop grieving over Saul. But that was under the law before grace. So what about after the death of Christ, when the dispensation of grace began? What about Paul? 
The words he often spoke to Peter and the church weren't always oozing with honey either. Some of us might need to reread the book of Revelations to remind ourselves as to what God is speaking to the church. To make a long story short, I've realized for some time now that my duties are outside of the church to the people who are inside. I stand in the office of the prophet, not just because I'm saying it, but because it's what God has called and assigned me in my life. As he used Samuel to speak and declare over Israel, I know that God is using me in this time and season to speak and declare over the church and body of Christ, even while I'm outside the church. There were not many who were actually happy to see the prophets coming. We all remember in the book of 2 Kings when the boys taunted Elisha saying, go up you old bald head. The prophet called two she-bears out of the woods and the bears tore the boys apart. On one of my trips to Trinidad, someone came to me and said that when the young people would hear that I was coming, they would begin to fast and pray because they didn't want their sins revealed and they knew that God would use me to call them out. Yet, in spite of how people may feel about me individually, or even how they feel concerning the choices I've made or what I'm doing, my responsibility, as well as my accountability, is to God. And if I seem hard or loud, then truly it's how God gives it to me. So therefore, it's how I must give it to you, his sons and daughters. The prophets of old were men and women of morals, honor, character, and integrity. I can only pray that my life exudes all of those traits. However, again, as in 2 Kings with Elisha calling the two she-bears and other instances, the prophets did not always display gentleness. They were sharp, bold, and decreed judgments in ways that were immediate and final. At this time and in this dispensation, the Holy Ghost has poured out upon us, which includes the present day prophets, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, long suffering and self-control. Without these fruit being a part of my spirit man, I could not continue in the way that our father has called me. He would not allow me to continue in the assignment that he has called me to. In fact, many years ago, in the very beginning of this ministry, when I realized that God had ordained and called me as a prophet, I was so ready to go forth. I remember being so excited and happy about being sent out. And as the expression goes, honey, I was ripping and raring to go. But I also clearly remember it was as though God was pulling my coattail, holding me back, asking me, where was I going without the fruit? Yes, I had the gifts, but no fruit. He would not release me until the fruit of the Spirit were developed and evident in my life 
to his satisfaction, not mine. Again, it's not easy being a flesh man walking in the spirit realm. It's not easy to know the things a prophet knows and not judge others, especially when the prophet knows that they themselves are being judged by others. It's not easy and it doesn't feel good when people turn their backs on you, dislike you, and talk about you because you speak the truth no matter how much love you speak it in. And yet, the true prophet of God will continue to love in spite of it all. However, God never allows spirits of discouragement or depression to overtake his chosen ones. Yes, the prophet may feel disappointment in his fellow man, but God never allows for the enemy to deter or dissuade his true prophets in their assignments. To put it bluntly, I will not stop. I will not be discouraged and I will not lose confidence or be dismayed in any way. I will continue to obey the voice of my father with my whole heart and my whole soul. No, I will not be going to church at any time in the foreseeable future and I will continue to speak boldly and loudly according to all that I believe our father has given me. In concluding this week's podcast, let me say that I continue to thank each and every one of my listeners, not only for your prayers, but also for your concern. And I pray that this week's episode might perhaps give some a little assurance, comfort, and peace that I am in the will of our Father. Let me add one other thing. It's not everyone that God would call to do what he has called me to do. Many times have we seen someone we love going through something and truly desiring that we could take it or do it for them. With everything that's in me, I thank our Father that he has given me the strength, honor, and stamina, as well as the assignment of this particular task because I would never want to see those that I love having to walk this path. And if you did, I would truly pray that I would be as loving and encouraging as so many of you are to me. Thank you all so much for listening each week, and I thank you for your love, prayers, and support. God bless each and every one of you, always. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at Eagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.